You're listening to a podcast from 702. We bring you our Friday profile. Last night was just simply spectacular. It was a spectacle. It was spectacular. And that was because the global premiere of the very first script-to-screen Netflix original production, Queen Sono, took place at the Joburg Theatre. So overall, 190 countries as of today are going to get to see Queen Sono. Um, in essence, it is an action-packed series. It follows the life of uh, Queen Sono. She's a highly trained top spy in a South African spy agency, secret service sort of agency. And in the process of you know, fighting the bad guys. You also get to see the complexities of her life. And it's also about seeking justice. But the woman who is the badass in this role joins us now in studio. And that is none other than... Pearl Tooth. Thank you. I'm talking about... (laughs) I'm still glad, clearly. How are you, Pearl? I am... Congratulations. Last night thank was just you. incredible. Thank you for joining us and thank you for agreeing to come uh, to come and do the Q&A. I was I was really really glad. You guys got to watch yourselves on screen, watch the first episode of hundreds of people in the with hundreds room. of people in that Joburg theater. It was yeah. beautiful to have it on that big screen and of mm. course to see people's real life reaction. It might have been the last time people watched it on a big screen ever and it was the first time people saw it because we saw it on a big screen. There's a there's a um a dude who has a house somewhere in Bryanston. Yeah. And I think there's a Microsoft situation. But anyway, he spared no cost to build some intense like theater in wow. his home. The only one, the only one of its kind in Africa. Mm-hmm. So we got to actually watch all six episodes in that theater. And then as a cast and crew, as a cast and crew. Yes. Um, and then to yesterday, we got to watch it with other people. And I mean, when we watched the whole thing in that theater, we were like, ah, oh, they're going to watch it on their laptops and their phones. We hope they have good, like sound, like, yes. uh, headphones yes. or whatever, because the sounds are so rich. No, the soundtrack and the sounds as well, of course, mm. in these African locations where mm. you shot. It it is very very rich. Yeah, the chickens, the sound of the chickens in the background, or the taxis. You know, there's one scene. By did you see the one with the monkey in terms yes! in Zanzibar. Thought, that was by chance. Was we just asked the guy to stay. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in a market. This is episode one, by the way. In a market, and Pearl's doing her spy. Uh, things, you know, um, <laughs> fighting with the bad guys. They, they, there's a fight scene and so on. But before the fight scene happens, um, she just so happens to join a particular row, you know, in a market. And just behind there's this little monkey on a leash jumping up and down. And I thought, oh, wow. Uh, the co- well, is it coincidence? Is it, it something that was really... But, I mean, we made it a part of the show, but the fact we didn't plan for that monkey to yes, be there or, yes. or the person who was... I mean, also just... This is intentional. Just to put it out there, I'm an, I'm an animal rights activist, but I've got to pick my battles. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. I couldn't now just attack mm. that guy. So, mm. um, but it was, I mean, the thing is, that's the honest reflection of what is happening there. Yeah. And I think it's fair to show the world that that is what's happening, um, in a market in Zanzibar. Absolutely. You have the cleaning of, uh, Mal, you know, of, of, of the insides of some animal there happening. Literally the intestines being that's cleaned. Li- we didn't, change anything anyone was doing there yes apart from just you know obviously release forms letting everybody know what's yes, going to be going of down course. just like people going about their everyday life and that's the beauty of it the fact that you have captured this continent in the way that you did 37 locations in johannesburg um in lagos kenya and zanzibar yeah and across these locations i mean you didn't try and make it look 
like something the this sh- continent is not. That opening scene, though, that um, in Zanzibar, in Zanzibar, um, the introductory scene, I guess. Hmm. Um, we had originally tried to. There was oh, I forgot the place in Pretoria. It's like you know, oh, popular. It's it's popular, but it's also it's got a Lagos vibe. Okay. So it got dressed up, and there was like a mm-hmm. car chase, etc. So that there's a fight scene you see that gets worked into the conversation in that opening scene. That was part of actually the original opening. I see. Scene that um ended up being like actually it needs to be cooler to match the pace of the rest of the show. Right. Um. So we had to. That was actually a reshoot, Zanzibar. Well, let's backtrack, and I'm sure people have already watched it because I saw I think I got home at midnight or I was in bed by midnight yeah uh, while you were having your after party and I could see that people were already saying I'm gonna watch as soon I'm as ready, it, because ready, you know I'm ready, the yeah. 28th ready ready to watch it. I wanted to do a screening with Abon Zinga mm. I was thinking of you know, using Zinta's house because you know it's aesthetically dope and uh, <laughs> like I was like oh, I'm gonna invite people to Zinta's house I know that I have not discussed this with her, with her yeah. and uh, I was like I'm gonna host a screening but now everybody's already on episode 3 I'm exactly, like guys like, exactly what? exactly they couldn't wait yeah um, I binged watched it as well when I got the screening right, whatever screeners privilege and sign with in with your prior. email watermark exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I got to I binge watched it, but let's just go back. You did catching feelings with Kachisolidicha. Yeah, uh, I remember speaking to him about the two of you working together on that because mm. it was such a beautiful story, mm. and even how you tell. And as he said last night, he loves geography, inserting geography of a particular place um, in his productions, and he did that very well with the city, Melville, the suburbs, and so on. And I guess this time around, it was the turn of the urban center of uh, African cities. So you worked together there. The friendship developed. Yeah. So the story, in fact, came out of a conversation you had with him. Yeah. Mm. I was actually on a date that day and I had this burning, these burning ideas because I wanted to, I, I realized there was a lot that's changing culturally in entertainment, you know, things that involve colors and involving you know the me too movement like there's a lot of shifts happening mm-hmm. and i realized in that that particular year that it was 2018 mm-hmm. um because scorpion king had come out yeah 2018 and um i realized that i had to actually take charge of my destiny that i couldn't wait um and that i needed to if, if i wanted to continue feeding my children i needed to really just be the captain of the ship and so I came up with ideas. One of them was, remember those dudes who were throwing stones like from the bridges and like literally causing accidents yes. to rob people? Yes. For me, like I was like, I was fascinated. Not like I'm thinking this is amazing, but for you to grab a rock mm. and to stand on a bridge and try and hurt someone, what has happened to you? You know, I wanted to really speak to those people, like maybe do a docu-series, something like that. Yeah. If anybody out there decides to steal this idea, be more than welcome. Uh, because clearly I haven't done anything. So, um, well, that was one of the ideas. And then the other idea, I was like, I want to have like a Tomb Raider-esque, um, I want to do something like that. I'm really strong with action. Yeah. I'm hoping you still think I'm a good actor. Um, but I want to, I, I want to represent a different type of African woman. Mm. But Tomb Raider was like one of the references. And, um, he got, he, there was the only idea he was super excited about. <laughs> and then he kept like, Tamsin Fomi, oh, cat, Kachisa won't stop talking about that video. That's and, the co-producer, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the wife partner, he always says. <laughs> and, um, that's basically the seed being passed on to the gardener, as it were, and he planted it on very healthy soil, him and the rest of the Depente team. Further developed the idea to, into the script. Further developed the idea and still consulted me, which is, I always say Kachiso is, um, 
he's oblivious to how feminist he is. Always consulting with me, keeping me like, okay, and then I'd say my opinion. I never liked the name Queen Sono. Hated it. I was like, no, I think it should represent that show. Actually, at least I'm not vain because now that it's named Queen Sono, they can really never get rid of me. (laughs) (laughs) I did wonder about the name because, uh, you know, Queen in this country is a name that gets a lot of flack. You know, socially when people are hanging out, it's one of the ones that we, yes, that we tease. There's a slay queen and those connotations, those connotations and then things, names like beauty, bo queen, you know, there's always a joke. Yeah, there's always a joke (laughs) close by somewhere. Shout out to all those people. So, we, you watched. People are going to see in about 12 years, I'm going to be meeting a lot Lots of queens of that were named queen. after the character. Precisely. <laughs> but you obviously um, had the experience of the Scorpion King with mm. action. Mm. I remember that video. You showed me that video of you in that fight scene mm. and the physicality of it. Mm. We'd never seen you like that, mm. right? In Scorpion King. And now for anyone who hasn't watched that, they're going to see you being that physical again yeah. in this particular production. Yeah. I mean, the hits between you and Ekaterina, who is played by Kate, Kate Licorice, Licorice yeah. your arch nemesis. Yeah. So in, in uh, just a quick uh, sidebar is that in Queen Sono, the good guy and the bad guy are women. Okay. Their arch rivals are women. It's a good gal and a bad gal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but both of you had to get really, really physical. Yeah. What went into that? Well, when we were training, she actually once accidentally punched me, like right above my right like eye. Like a proper punch. Like, no, no. But it was an accident, obviously. Yes, yes, yes. And um, I think I might have been out for like two seconds. Ooh, like, like I got back up. And then I had to carry ice back to the, because we were about to fly back to Joburg, because yeah. we, we did all our training in Cape Town. And uh, just in case, and hopefully they're listening, the stunt team that works with Grant Powell, the, I think the company is called Stunt Team. Mm-hmm. Um, they've worked on the, actually the very recent Tomb Raider. Um, they did Scorpion King. That's how I met. We've done a masterclass with them here as well. He's Brilliant. incredible. And his team is incredible. And I mean, um, Kate, Kate, in the beginning, like, she, I, I really commend her. I think, you know, and people say you're, you're courageous. Um, or you're brave. It means you had to have been scared in the first place mm. or feeling some sort of like unable, you know? Mm. And, um, I was very confident already, but she was so courageous and so brave and pushed so hard and worked so hard with the Russian and with the physical stuff. And I'm so incredibly impressed and proud of her. The Russian reference is that, uh, Kate's character, um, Ekaterina comes from a Russian oligarch family. Mm. Mm. Um, and she takes over the family operations, but I'm not going to give away too much more, but she she speaks Russian. Yeah. You speak several languages. Mm. Chitonga, you speak Afrikaans. Uh, there's, of course, Zulu, Swahili, English, Swahili. Zulu, yeah. And the you've made sure. And these are the things that I love about how deliberate you were as a team in making sure that it's not a South African story mm. in the great, you know, mm. it is a South African story mm. in a way, but there's so much representation of the broader continent. It was very important. If you can't say African original and only represent South Africa, right. I mean, even South Africa and most cities, I think on the continent, even with the borders that were drawn for us on this continent is most of them are still very cosmopolitan. People still mix. Mm. I mean, in Johannesburg, you can't, you can't really say that it's just South Africans. Like I'm sure there's a healthy like representation of many 
many other continents, um, people from many other continents. And I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Uh, we've had problems with that. And for me, part of the legacy I want to leave as Pearl, um, as an individual is to have fought xenophobia, but I think it's really Afrophobia because it's only black on black, you know? And for me, for people to see other, um, actors and personalities and just generally people from other continents struggle like them, mm. suffer like them, mm. try like them, hustle like them and win, like hopefully like they will, um, is very important, uh, because people are afraid of what they, what they don't know. I grew up in a community that was afraid or had not uh, unsavory things to say about people from other African countries. It's the reason I did lip sync battle. Mm-hmm. It's the reason I, I travel to Nigeria regularly uh, or Ghana regularly so that I can always show people that if I can feel safe here, we, are, we have no right to treat people in any, um, in, we have no right to cause danger yeah, or fear. To harm them. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about the fact that, yes, I talked about the two lead characters or the rivals being women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also an opportunity, as you said earlier on, to to showcase the black African mm. woman in a very different light to what we tend to see, right? It took the Americans a very long time for them to also break the way in which black American women have been portrayed over time, you know, I mean, as sassy, as hoes and, you know, things like that. It took them a very long time. So it's quite, it's exciting that with this big opportunity we're able to get there so so quickly so talk to me about these women archetypes these characters that you've developed um wow you mean in the show Mm. what's really powerful about the show for me is that actually the entire arc is driven by women yeah the entire arc uh nana uh who who plays um chi's mom Mary's mom. She's, I think if we have a second season, season one will only have been a setup. Like things will really truly start going down Precisely. in season two if, yes. if we get that. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Chi who, who shows a lot of what's happening in young African women who are torn between the life of, you know, that Western world, but still are African women at the end of the day mm-hmm. and have to work within the boundaries of both worlds somehow. Um, and then there's Kate. Her character for me, we, we discussed this recently. It's like Kate, Kate's character, Katarina, is a hero in her own right. Yeah. She's fighting a lot of patriarchy. She's raised in a, in, in a world that doesn't, equally doesn't allow women to rise in the way that she wants to rise. But I mean, in a darker way, she rises to the occasion and takes charge of her own destiny. Yeah. Um, who else? Of course, okay, there's mom Abigail Kopega, who plays your grandmother. Plays my grandmother. <laughs> I mean, who has, does mom Abigail <laughs> know that you guys even breathe? Like, you know what I'm she saying? She knows you breathe. That she knows me. I'm breathing. You know. Um, and I mean, I'm, there's a fantastic. You're going to love her. You're going to <laughs> love her when you do watch Queen Sono. There's a scene there where I was like, "Yo, repeat, repeat." When last did we do that? You know, where you watch something, you're like, "Hey, I need to see this." I was again. too. Repeat. more used to make us do that. Rewind, <laughs> yeah. rewind, 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 rewind. Yes. Um, yeah, but she's ultimately, so incredible. even even the messiness of Queen Sono's life is about a very strong mother. She, her mother, is a very powerful character who mm. influences uh, the story and, of course, a country mm. within mm. the storyline. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look at the life of Chris Honey, we try to kind of yes. pay some sort of homage, you know, pay yeah. homage, not some sort of pay homage to him. Um, I've got a lot of friends. So it was delicate for me as well because I've got a lot of friends who either grew up in exile or had their family in exile. Um, Abu Shaga, you know, mm. we all know them. Mm. And... Um, I know how tough it was and I know like what it means for them. So I try to kind of represent the, the, um, the, the struggle between the tug of war between 
I belong here, but I also feel like this, but I lost my parents because of this for this country. Was it worth it for my family? You know, yes. things like that. Yes. And Queen deals a lot with that. And, um, I think, uh, for me, it was so important as well just to, just to pay respects to all the, the, the stalwarts of this country. Mm. Um, but also, there's, we don't lack criticism in the show of South African politics oh, and absolutely. African politics at large. We appreciate what has happened. And when there's one line actually that mm. definitely came out of my mouth, and I was always afraid to say it, especially when I worked at that broadcasting company I once worked for, yeah. um, because I was actually afraid of my life. Like, I was like, oh my God, what if they kill me? <laughs> but, um, I wanted to always say, like, just because you fought for freedom, it doesn't mean you can run a country, you know? Maybe that was the purpose, but now to say you can run the country because you knew how to topple a racist regime. Yeah. Um, and when I said that, I don't know what we were discussing and I had, I had a personal, um, uh, read through with the writers and they took a lot of my notes and they actually used them. And when I saw that line in the script, I was like, ah, you guys, made it in. Where's my credit? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot that's in the show that I think is really going Absolutely. to be Absolutely. Just that point, in fact, just that point speaks to the fact that this is a generation of young Africans who are outspoken, who know what they want, who will shape their destinies yeah. if need be. Mm. And there is a, no longer a tolerance for politicians who are self-interested and who are not doing anything to make sure they Im- they improve the lives of their people. Right. Which in part, of course, is a driver for what Queen Sono does. Mm. You know, in the cases that she that she tackles and how she kind of brings about justice, mm. you know. So it is it is a very powerful point. I'm so glad you and enjoyed I- the show, man. <laughs> and I wonder what other young people or how this politics will be seen in other places. Mm. But now let's talk about the politics of Netflix. Mm. Uh, because this is the first script to screen. Now we need to really give context as to why this is a big deal. So it's the first script to screen Netflix original production mm. on this continent. Mm. They have announced that there will be others. I came Amatosso's announcement uh, came after For that. Netflix Many Nigeria. More. Yes, yeah. precisely. And so this is an ongoing investment, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, what does this do for African storytelling, for African productions, for film, for television? What does it do? Because when you look at this, it says 190 countries will be able to watch Queen Sono. Yep. Can you imagine the dubbing? I'm going to be speaking like <laughs> Arabic somewhere. Yes, I'm speaking yes. Japanese somewhere. It's going to be quite lit. Nice. Uh, I mean, oh gosh, oh, I have so much to say about this. Let me check the clock. Okay. So, um, firstly, the fact that we are in charge of, of the narrative, mm. you know, is very important. I think there's a lot of skills transfer happening, uh, because the Netflix team is from all over the world. This Felipe from Venezuela, and then we have Britt from, uh, I think she's from Atlanta. Yeah. And then we have. They have their chief content officer for the whole of Netflix. Ted Sarandos yeah. flew back at 10 p.m. yesterday. He came just to attend and he came and he met myself. Mm. Um, we even did a little skit together and he met many of the cast members from the other shows that are up, coming, up and coming as well. Yeah. And he really is invested in young people from what it seems. I didn't get to spend enough time with him. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But what an incredible, what a guy, man. Yeah. Dude got on a plane and apparently it's like rare. I mean, I say rare, like if there are a hundred premieres he's probably coming to three mm-hmm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. the, I'm, I'm making an example yeah so um i was very honored and 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 just i couldn't humble that he came through and just how 
calm he is and um, the belief he has in us um, is really incredible. Anyway, um, so the team is just from all over the world. Um, so it's a very diverse team, very strong women in the Netflix team, uh, publicity team, marketing team, content team. You saw Dorothy. Mm. Mm. Is also there. I think she's from Kenya. She's an incredible woman. She spoke just before Ted yeah. actually last night. And so for me, that's very powerful. And, you, you know, they're the same women who go into the corporate offices of, of South Africa when they have meetings and, and they tell, they call the shots. So sometimes they'll be dealing with, you know, the white male in the office and they'll be like, this is what we want. And the guy will be like, okay, cool. We'll let you know. And they're like, no, but I'm making the decision. And, they yeah. can't believe it because they don't have to deal with that as often as they should. Um, but then that really, that then goes into the story. They treated us as South Africans and Africans with a lot of respect. A lot of collaboration was involved. There'd be concerns here and there. We'd discuss it, negotiate certain parts of the story or the script, maybe. Uh, but all in all, like Achiso can't say that he couldn't do 90% of what he wanted. Um, and also just to address the shadow thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are always like, but what was shadow? It was the first Netflix original series. It was, uh, acquired, licensed, yes, you know, yes, distributed. Yes. We by actually Netflix. spoke to the producer when it came out. Uh, yes, it, it it worked like a license, as in they created yes, it yes. and then sold it to a platform. Yeah, you know, so that's a so different not, process. Not everything you watch on. DSEV is made by DSEV. Absolutely. They, they might have acquired, like yes. they didn't make. There's a commission and there's a license. Co- a there you go. Yeah. So sorry guys, if we look like we are, shy, you know, uh, what's, what do you call something on someone's parade raining on someone's parade anyway but uh for the stories it's really important because now we're in control of the stories we don't have because even for me black panther was powerful but it was from the the viewpoint of an american um Mm. audience when i did quantico there were people always would complain about my accent i was told to speak that way so the american audience could understand what i was saying it wasn't a lot of it wasn't my actual decision and i understood why they were doing that because that was their main target audience um but here we had control over all of that and i think if africans take control over their stories they have the power to take control over their destinies which Mm. is really important the power of storytelling uh what happens now so it's six right Huh? There's six in the epi- in the There's series, six, six episodes. Yeah. Yes, because I'm finished. I'm waiting for the next. Ah. <laughs> I'm waiting, literally waiting. That time, I don't even know when we're starting to shoot, if there's even another one. <laughs> there so, has to be. There has but to be. you know what? If the numbers, uh, if the numbers do really well, really quickly, we are go. The decision will be made probably really quickly. Netflix. Just as this was time. happened very quickly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, everybody, please watch the the the, the show. It's out uh, all six episodes are there you don't have to wait for next week and the week after that and uh, we're so proud to bring this to you we've worked i mean i cry sometimes when i'm alone in the shower like thinking about how hard we worked and um to the open up the industry family and movement we are not not supporting you we are just needing support so that the industry can open up um, if you support things like this, the industry will open up because it'll create more opportunities. And, and a different relationship between actors and producers, for sure. A different relationship between actor, actors and producers. Not every producer is like Gahiso, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not every director is like Gahiso. So it's a special breed of people, but people can definitely learn how to respect artists behind and um, in front of the camera. So if we want to open up the industry, let's support each other's content so that Pearl can, Pearl and Mini and Numzamo can all get paid much more so that we can say no to a lot more so that a lot more people can <laughs> get more work as well because we don't want to do like seven jobs you crazy yeah so yeah we're very <laughs> excited it is really great entertainment
Um, and it's, as Paul was saying, you have to have to watch it. Give, watch it. It's available as of today on Netflix. It's called Queen Sono and it's got an incredible cast. Listen, we haven't even touched on the, the quality of the talent that you're going to find in this cast. Um, we've just touched on, in fact, a few names, but there is a, a whole it's host. Bali, exactly. Rob Van Fieren. There's Katu Ramabulana. Oh, there's, there's Vuyo. No, it's so my thing. Yes. Of course, Vuyo. Vuyo Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, um, it's worth a watch, definitely. And it's called Queen Sono. You'll be seeing the posters everywhere. It's a queue and the crown is made out, out of, of bullets. Out of v- bullets. <laughs> hey, I'm getting a tattoo of that. Nice. You should. With the, with the continent, I've got it drawn up. I'm just waiting for a time when I won't be wearing tight dresses. What is your favorite part? What is your favorite aspect, if not part of the show? I just love scene? the women. I love the girls. Right through all of them. I love the girls. Amazing. And the complexity of each character. Each character has a thing behind them, you like know, that needs to be explored mm. precisely. And I love the psychologist as well.